Welcome to Portland's Afternoon News here on FM News 101 KXL. I'm Tim Lance. The top story this hour, the congregation of a Ukrainian church in Vancouver is now collecting medical supplies for those injured during the fighting in Eastern Europe. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds has the story you'll hear only on FM News 101. Ala Chumikov came to America with her parents from Ukraine when she was 11 years old. Her heart is breaking over what she calls a fight over land, instigated by Russian President Vladimir Putin. The Ukrainian community in Vancouver is gathering items to send overseas as soon as possible. They're going to send a plane here. They will pick it up. They're, I actually have all the information if anybody is willing if any hospitals are willing to donate or tell us how much it would cost, maybe we can all put money together and buy this just to help because people are dying. Some of the needed items include first aid kits and sterile surgical dressings. You can see the complete list of items and a drop-off site at KXL.com. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. This afternoon, Portland's mayor is taking another stab at dealing with the homeless crisis. KXL's Mike Turner has the latest. Mayor Ted Wheeler issues a series of emergency declarations that takes aim at the city's homeless crisis. Today's emergency declaration authorizes the creation of the Street Services Coordination Center to quickly get real offers of shelter, transportation, and services to people living on the streets. That includes a daily update on how many shelter beds are available on any given day across the city. He also wants to increase the number of navigation teams to visit more large campsites to connect people with available services. He's also offered transportation to the homeless to get to those services. Mike Turner, FM News 101. Speaking of the council, the council has unanimously passed a ban in Portland on the use and sale of fireworks. Commissioner Joanne Hardesty says, quote, it is for the safety of our community as we adapt to the unfortunate realities of climate change. Portland Fire and Rescue reports there were 80% fewer fires sparked by fireworks last 4th of July when the city implemented a temporary ban. It is 4.05 on FM News 101 KXL. The Oregon Department of Education is releasing new guidance now for school districts trying to deal with the pandemic and knowing that the mask requirement is going to be lifted on March the 11th. Education Department Director Colt Gill says it's still going to be up to the school districts to take action. It includes the transition to local decision-making on face-covering requirements in schools, and on school buses. Gill says contact tracing is going to go away. If a student or staff member gets COVID, the groups affected will be notified, and infected students will be asked to stay home for five days. They can return 24 hours after their fever breaks, but they're going to be asked to wear a mask for five days after those symptoms appear. Do you think your job and career can get on track again post-pandemic? KXL's Annette Newell looks into what researchers found here in the Pacific Northwest. Dean Chip Hunter of WSU's Carson College of Business says one of the key findings from its fifth annual Business in the Northwest report is that younger workers are concerned about whether they can recover. With respect to our youngest employees, our Gen Z workers, they actually 
are pretty convinced that COVID has presented a problem for them with respect to their entry into the economy. Other findings include that workers like the shift in how they work and continue to have a strong desire to work remotely and take advantage of the flexibility of remote work. Some are concerned about missing out on collaboration and teamwork, though. As for business owners, 89% in Oregon and 99% in Washington are optimistic about their ability to recover from the pandemic. Annette Newell, FM News 101. Well, the rent is due again. As of March 1st, landlords could once again take action against tenants who have fallen behind on the rent amid the COVID-19 pandemic. But as KXL's Zachary Barnes reports, there are still some protections in place. Tenants began making regular rent payments back in July 2021, but state legislators passed a law to give those that fell behind on rent between April 2020 and June 2021 more time to pay that money back. But even as that deadline has passed, Becky Strauss with the Oregon Law Center says if you have applied for any rent assistance since July 1st, you are protected under a law passed during December's special legislative session. Once tenants have applied for rent assistance and they show their landlord proof that they have applied for rent assistance, they get a pause on any eviction proceedings. Their landlords cannot move forward to evict them for non-payment of rent. That said, more than 10,000 landlords across the state have started to receive notices that their tenants were denied for assistance, and the OLC believes there will soon be a major spike in evictions. Zachary Barnes, FM News 101. I'm Tim Lance here on Portland's Afternoon News 410 on FM News 101. KXL coming up at 416. Okay, Boomer, go easy on the pickleball. You're going to hurt yourself. Picking on Boomers, it's all right. <laughs> then it's the five things you need to know today at 419. Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it continues to hold on to the top spot on our list. De-escalation, pulling back forces, that would open a path to, uh, to diplomacy. So stay connected to Portland's Afternoon News. That's here on FM News 101 KXL. You are tuned to Portland's Afternoon News. Good afternoon, I'm Tim Lance here on FM News 101 KXL. Zach, do you know what pickleball is? I do, and it's uh, it's taken my family by storm. My dad plays like every day. Okay, so is your dad a boomer? Is he that his generation? Yeah. Okay, because pickleball is, is really getting very popular among the baby boomers. Similar to tennis, albeit half the size of a court and with a ball that does not compress as a tennis ball and a paddle that does not have strings. All right, so that's a, a brief description of the thing that I found online. As far as I'm concerned, it seems like it's kind of like the shuffleboard for the <laughs> boomer generation, you know? It, it seems to be coming that way. It is absurd how it has taken uh, that generation by storm because yeah. it was like one moment, it wasn't here, a couple people were playing, and then everyone in my neighborhood plays everyone uh at my grandma's like retirement home plays it's become this huge thing among the i I can't believe like literally everyone it it has taken the world by storm and i can't believe it the first time i saw anything about it was on a home improvement show there's a, a couple from canada who went down to the islands down in the caribbean sure and they were renovating um a hotel that had been destroyed by a hurricane down there and basically bringing it back online, they put in a pickleball court. And that was the first time I'd, I'd heard about this thing, right? Of course, hurricane destruction, first thing you got to do is uh, get a pickleball court. <laughs> so they did it. But, uh, you know, the thing is, this is apparently leading to a rash of injuries. We see a lot of tears of the meniscus. We see a lot of people with calf strains and Achilles problems. The other areas we see the most problem are tennis elbow from playing too much and the shoulder as well. Uh, we see a lot of injuries there. So boomers are obsessive. 
Is, oh, I got to play pickleball, and then they end and up then, hurting themselves. Uh, they get hurt. Maybe that just comes with the territory. I'm not going to blame the sport, but because <laughs> I, I think it's very like uh, acceptable to all all ages. I've seen 80 year olds out there that have whooped me. Wow. So, but I all guess right. hey, take care of yourself. I was going to say. It is time now for the five things you need to know today. Number five. A group of authors and illustrators, they're set to introduce a new line of Dr. Seuss-inspired books for your kids or your grandkids. Dr. Seuss Enterprises says the books will be based on unpublished illustrations from the author. Last year, Dr. Seuss Enterprises announced that it would halt publication of six of the original books by the author, which they say include offensive descriptions of characters of color. Number four. A bipartisan group of state attorneys general is looking into TikTok's effect on young people. The AGs will look into whether or not TikTok's use of short videos and promotion to young users hurts their physical or mental health. They want to determine if the app violates consumer protection laws. This, of course, comes after President Biden called last night or placed the call last night for during the State of the Union speech for the ban of social media advertising that targets children. Number three. The National Safety Council says traffic deaths increased last year. Data from the group showing a 9% increase over 2020. And it says more than 46,000 people died in motor vehicle-related incidents last year. Number two. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra says there are reasons for Americans to still be thoughtful when it comes to COVID-19. He claims the immunocompromised and children under five are still reasons to be cautious as the expiration of the federal mask mandate on planes approaches later this month. And now, number one, the U.S. Secretary of State says Russia's assault on Ukraine is destroying schools, hospitals and homes. These aren't military targets. They are places where civilians work and families live. Anthony Blinken told reporters the human cost of Russia's invasion staggering. Called it shameful, too. And President Biden is pledging that Russia will be held accountable. And those are the five things that you need to know today.